Yeah. I actually have a pair on my door and I've been meaning to get her down. So just in case she starts talking. Oh, you have a, you have a parrot? Yeah, I have a parrot. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she's like, she found a way to get on my door. Okay, no worries. Awesome, man. So yeah, let's just dive right in then. So yeah, tell me a bit about yourself um, and about Typo Prince. I think it's, I've, I've looked at your website to see what you've been doing. It looks really cool. Just tell me like, how did you get into that? And just yeah. tell my audience about what, what that is. Yeah, so I have a degree in graphic design. That's that's always been my passion. I've been doing it from uh, Pacific Lutheran University and he specialized in prints. So that's how I got a lot of my education from that. And typography, which is, you know, the study of lettering, of using that in art form, is one of the most difficult things for me to learn. So that's how I used to practice. So, and, you know, and I was able to really figure out, like, hmm, I'm putting all these pieces together of my abilities. And I tried freelancing in my graphic design skills, and it was always really difficult because it's so sales-based. And I, I just don't like the sales grind. It's just not for me. Not that I'm bad at it because, you know, <laughs> every business owner has to deal with it. So, like, it's not something I can entirely escape from. But there's a lot of other ways I can get by with that. So, that's the reason why I just knew, like, maybe I could sell actual products and that would be better than the skill, the actual graphic design skills. And that's how I was able to piece it together with typo prints. And you're probably wondering, like, oh, where's the, the motivational things about that? And it's also helped me become a better student when I was at my time in college. Because I I was always just mediocre at best with it. And, you know, and I would see other things, other, like, Hobby Lobby prints and stuff like that. I don't know, like, they were so cheesy. They just bland. <laughs> it's like, we, we can do better than this, you know? People deserve to have better things in their homes. So I was, you know, it's just a combination of all these things coming together that I realized that that's when Typo Prince had to come out. Yeah, and I can relate to that because I, I know that's one of the things I'm, whenever I think about what I want to do in my future, and uh, I always kind of, that always is like in my mind because that's a, uh, people love talking about freelancing and building your own agency mm-hmm. and things like that. And I always am like, man, but the, the sales side of it is so much work. So when you have, when you're like a freelancer, or you're doing your own business that way. It's like, you're a, you're basically a full-time salesperson and a full-time, whatever, it, whatever that art is that you're offering. That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, so I can, I can definitely relate to that. I think it's really cool that you found a way to productize that, that skill in a way that people can kind of come to you mm-hmm. and for, for that that work that you create. Are you the designer for all of your prints? Yep. Or do you have yep. everything? 90% oh, okay. of everything you see from Typo Prints is from me. So that's really cool. I love that. So what so you got into this, what year what year did you start doing this? I started working on 2014 and I officialized it in 2015. Okay. And then is this what you do full time now or do you do other stuff on the side too? I also do a lot of other things too. Okay. I'm also, yeah, I'm actually um I'm also a writer too. So mm-hmm. I'm about ready to publish my first book within next year. I saw that on your website. So what are you, do you write children's books? Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, oh, this, okay. this, yeah the book I'm actually writing now is a full uh, self-help uh, book. It's about, about over 200 pages. Oh, so self-help. Yeah. Oh, okay, very cool. And then uh, what's the self-help, like in what particular area? Motivation? I, I think the like in productivity. Productivity? Uh, more specialized in a procrastination area about it <laughs> that's, that's something i think creative people can relate to a lot because I, yeah, I, I know but i feel like procrastination is sort of just a part of the creative process mm-hmm. to some extent so what are your what are your views on that like how do you see procrastination dealing with that 
Oh man, a lot of it is this. There's different types of、uh, ways about people are coping with the reasons why they're doing it, and it's 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 not one simple thing that you can just say, "Hey, do this and that," or else you know everyone would be doing it. You know, it's it's really finding out about why you're procrastinating. What what fe- what what fears are you trying to prevent? What、um, you know what you know? It's a lot of business fears, really. And there's different kinds of fears. You know, I like per- personally, I actually deal with the fear of success, actually.、Mm. And that's a, that's a, actually a big one that a lot of people have, but they don't know. It's actually it actually was very、um, you know such an eye opening experience for me when I came to terms with that. So I I know for me I was、uh, I read an article one time so I'm not like an expert it's like I always I feel like I get a lot of sentences with I read an article one time <laughs> but I read this one interesting article that was saying that a lot of times when we procrastinate it's because we have like feelings that like maybe we're like lonely or something like that、mm-hmm. like that's what kind of drives us to like just scroll through Facebook or LinkedIn is because we're feeling kind of lonely and so then we get distracted so we use distractions from these other feelings I, I thought、mm-hmm. that was really interesting. Yeah. Also, another dangerous procrastination, it, like, like what Facebook does, it's it feels like you're proactively doing something. Yeah.、Uh, you you know, but you're not really at the end of the day. That's why I always write in my daily journal the things I did,、mm-hmm. and you realize like it feels like I did something, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really accomplish anything. Oh yeah, and I think that's that's smart to kind of look back on that. I guess、uh, with Facebook, you're 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 actively engaging with it. You're publishing comments and you're feeling very emotional because you're getting emotionally engaged in these posts and in these topics. So I can see why that would make you feel like you were doing something, even if at the end of the day you're really just scrolling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, like th- does it really actually make your dreams? You know. Yeah.、Happen? Most of them don't. <laughs>、yeah. So are you gonna are you gonna be looking for tr- traditional publisher or are you gonna be publishing the book on your own? I actually want to do traditional. Okay. Tr- yeah, all my children's books have been myself. And so, do you? And I gotta look these up. So, do you? Do you?、Um, do the artwork for your children's books? Yep. yep. What's that? Things myself. What's the one? Can, can you tell me one that I can look up real quick?、Uh, let's see.、Uh, my first one's probably the one I'm most proud of.、Um, man, it's been like a couple of years since I've even talked about them.、Uh, it is、uh, "Who Ate My Cookies."、Yes. Cool. I just want to look that up. I'm, I'm interested in seeing how you're. So, did you? Des- you said that you designed the、uh, cover、mm-hmm. illustrations. Illustrations.、Yeah. Oh, it's so neat.、Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to do that, but I have like、uh, zero, zero design skills whatsoever. Nice. Yeah. I always、uh, usually when I need like artwork done, I usually pay someone else to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I started Taco Prince, man, I, I, I like there was a lot of things I wish I could have outsourced, but I couldn't.、Mm-hmm. So like I'm. So and I and I still kind of、uh, grip of it, you know. Like there will be a time though, where I think it's best I outsource everything on type of prints, but it's gonna be really difficult because it's you know it really does feel like it's your baby. Oh yeah, tell me, so tell me a bit more of the business side of it. So how did you like come up with the idea and turn that into a product into a website? Like what were the steps involved in that, and then and then growing out the business? Oh、uh, yes.、Um, So I'm a bit of a, also reason why my procrastination could be difficult is I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So、mm. I like to really refine things as much as I possibly can, and in time that makes me do a lot of work, and then I may have to do redo work that may be not necessary process. So yeah, that's a,、uh, it's it's a process of me always just trying to refine myself even to the point where it's、uh, not necessary. <laughs>、uh, so yeah, the process.、Um, So I, I venture out with a lot of different vendors、uh, for prints, 
stuff like that. I do, I deal with locally. Some, sometimes I deal with uh, ones in California. It depends on the, the sizing and what this availability, because one time I was originally doing 12 by 16 or 12 by 18 inch sizes and they discontinued that. So mm. that was like, Ooh, that was one of my popular sizes. So I was like, what can I do about that? So I had to move to a 12 by 16 inches. See, and things like I've been getting a lot asked, like, do you do white frames? Because up to that point, I was always doing black frames. And now I'm able to do white frames. So it's like a lot of different stuff like that. So a lot of different variants and stuff like that. Um, it's all also all print on demand, meaning that they're printed when they're ordered because mm, there's yeah. so many different sizes, frame colors. <clears> that <throat> inventory would just be a nightmare for me. So then how did you go about like... Uh growing that business in terms of like, I'm assuming that most of your business is done through the website, right? Oh, definitely. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm not opposed to going out, uh, going out and meet people. It's just, it's just so much more convenient to do. And there's so much wider range. You'd be able oh to yeah. Analytics of it. I'm terrible with analytics too, but, but you know, I tried my best with that. So, <laughs> so how, how did you go about like growing like traffic to your website? You know what I mean? Cause I feel like that whenever I think of like, doing a business or something like that. Yeah, one of the track, first yeah. thoughts I have is like, how am I going to get eyes on these pages? So how did you go about that? Yeah. So I did it with a lot, a lot of free versions of it, which is through collaborations with other people. I really love working with other motivational speakers. They love to, uh, they love to share their wisdom and what better yet to have them under prints and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I was able to do a lot of great collaborations of that. Another one is I'm, proud to say i'm one of the most um generous um print uh print companies in the world with my uh collaborations with nonprofits. that's something i take to dear heart myself so that also helps greatly so how does that work with the nonprofits? uh, co uh, collabor uh collaborations with them about how they promote my prints okay and how like you're part of it a part uh will be donated to them i've even done some where i did all of it would be donated to them oh wow yep yep i did that for like the amazon wildfires i did that with some covid i did that um with basketball charity event for the death of kobe oh okay gotcha mm -hmm. yeah so, so that's the some way i did this year Right. And then you do, you also have ambassadors, right? So is that, mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of also, a long, yeah, that's actually one of my recent ones. Okay. So, yeah. That, the, yeah. That I've done this past year. Yeah. It's about, uh, yeah, it's about uh, sharing it with other like influencer people. Yeah. That's usually how I also collaborate with mo also motivational speakers now because it allows them to track how well they're doing as well. Mm. So because for the back time, for the for like the first two years, you just had to take my word for it. So yeah, you know, so I like to try to be as much trusting as possible. Oh yeah, it allows them to have their own um, dashboard and see how 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 they can present their things too. So it's it's a lot more hands off for me. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And so, what would what would you say that people are like? what motivates them the most about your about your artwork like what do they find the most inspirational oh man they love animals animals <laughs> are, oh yes if everyone who has ever deal, deals with art, uh, selling art will definitely tell you animals is definitely one of the most popular they they resonate with them so much man i can see why they're so symbolic they have so many metaphors you know there is a reason why they're using so many parables you know it's just that's interesting because my my wife loves like animal, I'm not really like a big animal uh, artwork guy, 
at all. Um, I don't think I would really probably go towards purchasing artwork that's of animals, but my wife loves animal artwork. So that's interesting. I didn't know that that was such a, like, and I, now that I think about it, when I, when I go to the store, I see all kinds of like animal artwork. So I didn't know that, I guess I didn't really realize that was such a like de in demand uh, topic, you know? Yeah, actually one of my best-selling prints is the koala print and it has the koala with, uh, and on it, it, it's holding a pencil as like a, a tree it's hanging on. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what I would use for to support Amazon um, wildfires. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, a lot of people loved it. And to, truth be told, I thought it was one of my least favorite ones. <laughs> I know I was actually thinking of, the, of uh, taking that down eventually, but uh, I'm actually surprised how well it's doing. So I, I can't. So what's your favorite print then? Oh man, my favorite's probably um, design-wise is probably the for granted print which is I actually have it hanging on my wall. It's someone is praying uh, for the things you take for granted. And mm. It's, you know, the saying isn't my favorite, but design wise is my favorite. Wow. It, okay. Yeah. I, I really love the flow I did with that. Yeah. It's, it's all, uh, you know, it's one of these things that you have to see for yourself. So, you know, to describe the, you know, the clouds with the, oh yeah. The grains with the, the wrapping of the the scrolls that that took some time to work out um and have it uh, the colors all line up to be able to be all readable that's that can also be pretty challenging when you're doing with multiple colors so what did you get into first writing or or uh like the the, the artwork that you do i would say uh the artwork because i've always been a graphic designer first and foremost mm -hmm. the writing thing is as more i always felt as a passion even though it turns out to be actually be super uh, just as lucrative. Sure. Yeah. As my graphic design is actually funny because I, I wouldn't say I've taken any formal classes in my writing. Yeah. I feel like writing something that you, I mean, I've taken some classes in writing, but I feel like writing something you really do learn through doing, you know, I mean, I don't know how that is comparatively to more art stuff because I'm just not really done much art, but uh, yeah. What, so what are, what are the areas that you specialize in with writing then? Uh, right, right now I'm just, I just love writing like articles about helping people mm. about whether it's like productivity or business tips. Yeah. So, you know, sharing like some, some things that I've learned such as like, say, right, or how to write better emails, you know, how to, you know, deal with procrastination and how to, um, deal with, you know, um, when things are going wrong, you know, how to deal with anxiety. And a lot of these examples are just things that I personally deal with all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. And where do you write primarily at on your blog or? Yeah, I write from blogs. I write for, um, sometimes I even write for other businesses. They reach out to me. Really? They reach yeah, out to I you know. via your website. Uh, what was that? Do they reach out to you via your website? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. I know. I know. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I didn't anticipate that. I'm not like, I'm not seeking it out and it just happens. <laughs> so I'm, I'm imagining what happens is they go to your site. They probably read some uh -huh. of the content on your site and then they also read that you like you are a like do you write a lot of your slogans yourself for your for your, for your, for your artwork it. uh let's see for no not for or not for my designs there a lot of them are usually are other quotes mm, okay some of them i have designed wrote myself though, uh -huh. but most i would say most of our quotes i try oh, to wow. always you know tag the per uh, either tag the person in or the famous person in because i always like to make sure to get their credit for it oh yeah and it's also just a great way to kind of mm -hmm. um like get the message around and stuff like that. That's, that's mm -hmm. pretty cool. 
But uh, I guess, it, well, your website looks really nice. So people yeah. probably come to your website and they're like, wow, this guy knows how to promote a business. I'm, I guess I mean, I that's what's it's on their actually, mind. Actually, funny thing is I actually had a writing job offer when uh, for an e-commerce business that I actually wanted to, to they uh, had, uh, had, I, I wanted to write about typo prints about how to do it. And they offered me, you know, an editor position. No way. Did because, you take it? Yeah, because they really enjoyed it. I know it's really, it's really, I know it's really fun. <laughs> did you take the job <laughs> or did you turn them down? Um, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I, I would say I'll do it some part-time. Oh, okay. They okay. want to do full-time, but I, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's a great position to be in where people are like lining up to get you to work with them and stuff. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed them too. They're really fun to work with. If they weren't as fun, I'd probably turn them down, but <laughs> <laughs> Well, e-commerce is such a big space and it's growing all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, especially now with like what's going on in the world, I feel like so many people are doubling down on their online presence. So I, I, jobs like that are just going to probably get, you know, more numerous over time. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's it's been a rough year for everyone. Yes. You know, I can even touch on some of the things that have happened for, uh, for Typo Prints for COVID is I've uh, been transla- uh, transitioning to downloadable prints. Mm. So where people don't even uh, need to deal with the packaging and the whole print, printing out the print and, you know, shipping. Now they can just print it around their house. Like, so how, how does that work? How does the downloadable prints work? Oh, yeah. They, they would purchase it on my website like any other print, and it would send a PDF of the file. And I have, it comes to four different sizes, and it comes right into their inbox, and they can download the PDF to whatever size they want. Would they need like a really good printer to do that, though? Sometimes. It depends on the quality of it, if they really oh. want to frame it up and stuff. And some people even like to do it for scrapbooking. Oh, but, okay. That's yeah, neat. You can just do it for your know, DIY projects. Yeah, that's really neat, man. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of them do definitely do uh, professional printing because they want to make sure that it lasts for many years. Mm-hmm. And so then another th- another thing I noticed too is that you actually have your own podcast. So where did that come into play? Yeah, that was after from my writing about uh, my self-help stuff. And I was like, hey, you know, I want to just reach it out and to other people. And I didn't, I don't expect anything out of it. Just it was just a way for me to express my own uh, my own thoughts as well as be able to get over my fear of public speaking. Mm-hmm. So and podcasting is such a great like you know um, what's that word I'm looking for? It's kind of like a half step to solving it for public speaking stuff like that. So it's like so I'm a lot more comfortable to talk on a microphone and stuff now. So <laughs> <laughs> well, podcasting yeah, it can be really especially like because like I, I interview a lot of people. And sometimes I'm just kind of like, Ugh. you know, like before the, the before the interview begins, I'm always just kind of like, well, what if I don't know what mm-hmm. to say or, you know, so I, I do agree. It, it is a great way to learn public speaking. And it's a little bit more, uh, it puts you like, as opposed to like maybe doing something like in a group where you, it's more safe with podcasting, it puts you like in the scenario where it's got, it is pass or fail. And I feel like that, that's, that's the kind of pressure you feel when you go in public speak somewhere. Um, is that you feel that pressure that you have to perform in that moment. So I think I think that is definitely a, a great way to practice that. Yeah, it, it definitely is. As well as talking about what you're passionate about. Because then things things just come to you so much easier. Because like one of my public speaking experiences is always from school and it was always talking about things I didn't care about. And oh, was yeah. Just, it was always so much more difficult. I feel like that's, that's, that's kind of like a good summary for school is talking about things I don't care about. 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I spent a lot of my my education year, my years of education talking about yeah. things I didn't care about. I know I, I've learned uh, uh, to appreciate academia till after I graduated college. Now I'm able to look back and say like, mm, okay, I see what my teacher was trying to do. <laughs> you know, like I think there's some things that they could have been more clear about. Like you're here to learn how to learn, not necessarily learn the material. And mm. that's the reason why a lot of people think that, you know, the ma math formulas are so forgettable and not worth my time when, you know, like I get it, like the Pythagorean theorem about finding the four, uh, the three or missing missing sides of a triangle, and the problem isn't always necessary to find the missing side of a triangle. It's using the information you know to find the information you don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, that's yeah. that's why I essentially think that formula was really trying to teach people, and I don't think any math teacher really ever said that. <laughs> I uh, I feel like with with um, school, I feel like one thing that people make a complaint about a lot, especially people. So you studied you studied graphic design in school, you mm -hmm. said, right? Yes. So you've been able to be successful with it. A lot of people that go into creative stuff or uh, humanities, they find that they can't get jobs or they can't yeah. like, they can't make money off of it. And then they blame the school for that. Mm -hmm. And but for me, I don't I never felt like. I was going to school for them to teach me to make money. I was just going to school for school and I, would, I was going to probably learn how to make money after that. I'm like either on my own or, you know, like I never really had this idea that it was the school's job, but I know a lot of people who will literally like blame the career counselors for not getting them a job, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if you've been, in, like if you've ever been into entrepreneur forums or groups, stuff like that, that topic comes up and a lot of people resent school har har <laughs> harshly because of that. And I don't think that's always fair because there's so much resources available in school. And whenever I talk to some of these people and I'm like, Hey, did you ever take them, uh, take those on? And <laughs> none of them ever did. So like, I do think there's a correlation that you're going to get what you, you're going to get out what you put in. And when you don't put in much, then you're going to be resentful. And, you know, it's easy to blame it on other people because you, they have their own choices of what they have their expectations and, you know, and that's not the school. That's not necessarily the school's problem. So, Nick, what are what are what's one thing that people often get wrong about you? Oh, uh, let's see. I think whenever I talk about graphic design, some people think of it as like uh, like graphic programming. Like they think I'm like like with video games, like with three D art. You know, where whereas in the graphic design I've been always doing it has been always been two D usually with commercial arts and there's usually the disconnect that people know the difference don't know the difference between those two because they think 3d art and 2d are like the same thing let's see um another one is that i can be negative you know i can be pessimistic you know i wouldn't you know i would say i'm a realist you know about how i view about the world how i view about my business and everyone else's business um you know, like, and it's not just because I'm feeling like I, I've also learned that being positive isn't always feeling happy. It's about also having negative thoughts, but not acting on them. And that's why I found that to be the difference between what positive people and negative people do. And one of, one of my last questions is also, I know a lot of people who are really into the arts and they do a lot of art stuff. They might, they have like Instagram accounts where they share their art for the people like this who have 
aspirations for doing things with art, what, what would be the number one piece of advice you'd give them? Oh man, it is a journey and it is work. You know, it's a passion driven, but you kind of have to realize that there's things that you're probably not going to enjoy about the process or the outcome about it. And, but that's okay though. That's okay. Every, every artist has to deal with that sometimes, you know, like my, one of my least favorite prints is one of the most successful prints, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's totally okay. You know, it's just, Sometimes we, you know, it's just like how much I really want to grab that because I've seen so many people that just get um, so jaded about, you know, the commercial side of art, you know, also maybe that could be from like the academia experience because the projects we have to do in class are usually what we want to do. And then when we're out of school, now we're forced to do things that we don't want to do. And if I feel like there's part of it that's a little too jarring for new graduates especially if I can graphic design, because a lot of people's first jobs in graphic design is production work. And it's pretty much glorified messing with settings, making sure things are print ready. And, you know, a lot of it is just pressing buttons and knobs. There's nothing creative about it. And I also can resent a lot of people who entered the industry because you got to know that though. That's a, that's an important foundation because every designer needs to know these certain things because when you're designing and you're, not presenting it well in a good format that can be printed or presented to a client, then they're not, you know, they're not going to be happy with your work and you're not going to get paid or your job is going to be limited and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's like any creative job that's worth doing um, to get mm -hmm. to the, the summit and the peak of where you want to be. It, there's going to be some like paying your dues part of that, that you're going to have to go through. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And so what are the plans for Typo Prints moving forward? What's your, what do you want to achieve like in the upcoming years? Oh man, I really just want to be the best motivational print business in the world. When people think of motivational prints, they can think of me and how I expressed uh, my, my thoughts and opinions and how, how I tried to align everyone's, uh, you know, dreamers into doers is my slogan. That's what I want to try to do. A lot of other things I also just, like the um, part of my work is not just for prints, but, you know, just building as a brand, building as something to believe in. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nick. I love talking to people like you who are doing such fabulous things with creativity. So this has been Keeping Up With Joe, and I'm looking forward to talking to everybody and hearing from all of you um, in the future. And thanks so much, Nick, for joining the show. And thank you, Joe. Thank you.